This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, black actors have to worry about more than acting, and that's bullshit. Who is killing Black Lives Matter protesters? What the fuck? And black Muslim erasure in a Muslim ban era. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. So we're recording. We're on. We're live. The podcasts aren't live. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like being streamed by someone somewhere right now. We are recording. That's what oh. we're, we're recording. Okay, that's cool. Yo, this is episode 199. 199. Damn. Right? We does this. We do this shit, yo. We're fucking podcasters. Well, yeah. We were podcast. This is number one. Well, yes. Okay. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. All right. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TBQJ. We like for you to use that on all the social medias. We will retweet that shit, like that shit, love that shit. Um, and then you can use that hashtag to find other tea friends. You already have something in common? Tea with Queen and Jay. Um, also, use the hashtag pod in. That is a now listening hashtag. And we like if you use that too so other people know that you are listening to this here podcast, Tea with Queen and Jay. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Jay? I'm good. I feel good. I feel energized and shit. I had a really good weekend. That's cool. I had a weekend. Really? But yeah. You know. But I'll be fine. You want to talk about it's it? not right, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to make it gonna, any. I'm gonna Take make care of my babies. Oh, wow. She said that as well. <laughs> well, I'm glad you don't have any babies. I don't. Take care of. I'm a cat. Um, but yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. Good. Yes. So, Jay, do you want to tell the listeners what libations are? Yeah. So, libations are when we pour one out for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass, black joy. Uh, we pour a little, could be liquor out. We pour whatever out. Usually, we're drinking tea, but we just pour one out for all the shit that is making us feel amazing this week, yo. So, what are your libations? So, my libations are for my big titty gang. That hey. I have acquired since the last episode. Um, so many of y'all reached out to me to give me sports bra suggestions, which is dope. Um, I am going to report back to let everyone to let everyone know what I like. Actually, what I love. I only buy stuff I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So last week you asked everybody to give you suggestions on sports bras. Sports bra. What had you been wearing before? I don't work out because I don't have a sports bra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Like it's a painful. No, I get it. So I get it. I've I've been on a quest to find a sports bra. Okay. I've yet to find one. So mm-hmm. I just was like, you know what? There's other big titty bitches. So right. I'm gonna just ask. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm and doing. And they came through. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so I have lots of suggestions. So I'm gonna like figure out what works for me, and I'll let you guys know. You know what happens. Okay. On other side, I have a lot of you asking too. Like I hope I want to know which one you like. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you guys know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. What are your libations, Jay? I have two libations. Okay, okay. This week. Um. First off, my homeboy Ruben is actually raising money to help send kids to prom. So the school he's working with is Equity Charter High School in the Bronx, and they um select 10 students last year they selected five students to get tux rental and uh dress rental or whatever 
it is yeah. that the student wants to wear to prom, uh-huh. get them dinner and lunch after like fittings or measurements, and then haircuts and hairstyling and makeup. Oh, that's yeah, so, so he did this with five students, or the group that he works with did this with five students last year, mm-hmm. and this year they want to do uh, 10 students. It may go up because people have been supportive of this so far. So his goal is 2500 and he's raised about $700 at this oh, point. Yeah, so they're looking to send more kids to prom this year. So we'll like leave, this. that's right, we'll leave the link in the show notes. It is, if you right now want to check on GoFundMe, if you look up Look Good, Feel Good, it is Ruben Emanuel's GoFundMe. And we'll put the link to that in the show notes. My second libation is us, the movie. Me, oh, like me and you? Well, that's the ongoing you libation, and I? you know. Okay. No, us and possibly our underground tethers. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows anymore? I don't know what's real anymore. But I don't do horror movies, so I don't go see horror. I went to see Get Out because mm-hmm. black people and Jordan Peele, and I enjoyed it. And I went to see us movie because black people and jordan peele Uh and uh it wasn't i don't like gory and i don't like stuff that sticks in my head so this wasn't like gory or like gore porn or any of that shit which i'm thankful for that shit is stuck in my head because it left so many like Uh after i watched it i was Uh like okay that was basic enough. You know, I get what happened. And then like five minutes later, I was like, wait, so what so the fuck So many unanswered this? questions, well, right? What the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And who the heck was this? Yeah. So me and my partner had time to like debrief and like we just spent the day together trying to figure out what the fuck. So that was good. So I don't have a whole bunch of stuff. Like I didn't have to process it all by myself, yeah. but it was a lot. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And I like that I still have questions and I like that it like makes you think and that's what i like in movies in general so mm-hmm. i don't feel so disgusted like i saw like a gross out horror movie yeah. i feel like i saw like fucking a psychological thriller and um i'm glad to see black people doing horror which i think is a part of why i didn't really do horror before uh-huh and aside from all the gore and the blood and the guts and the fact that i think everything is real you know but it was nice it's nice to see black people in the horror space so not real i don't know are you gonna see candy man yes i am oh look at you okay i'm not like a horror fiend but i don't find horror like scary Mm -hmm. so i watch a lot because usually it's comedy to me to be honest because they're i envy niggas like you i wish i could see (laughs) that stuff and think it's funny i walk away from that stuff like Okay, so this is real. I always thought it was real. And now somebody <laughs> finally put pen to paper. And this is what I've been thinking has been happening all along. Nah, I think I think so many things are possible in mm-hmm. life. No, but that- I, I do for the most part. But I am also like very into like a realist. But mm-hmm. I still walk to the from the train station to my house, making sure my tether wasn't like following mm-hmm. me. Like right. I still was like, you know. Uh, what kind of fucking monster would your tether be? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking scares the shit out of me, yo. <laughs> like I don't even want to. <laughs> what kind of un fucking regulated asshole would you tell your tether be? Just be out here doing her. I don't even think she'd be killing people. She just wouldn't care. She don't feel like it. She wouldn't feel, she like, wouldn't it. feel like it. Like but it. I, I do feel like she would be tormenting and torturing people and then laughing at it. Yeah. Your tether would be one of those with the fucking permanent smile on their face. (laughs) I already hate her guts. I don't want to talk about her no more. But anyway, libations to us movie. 
Libations to Jordan Peele and the whole cast. And I hope Lupita gets an Oscar because yo, she did she that shit. It. Yeah, she did that shit. Yeah. That's her movie. Like it, was, it is. Yeah, it's 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 great. So that is the yeah, that is her movie. Eventually, because you know how eventually we turn the names of movies into other things in Black mm-hmm. Homes. That's gonna be like the you know the, the Lupita, Lupita movie. movie. Remember when Lupita was in that red? <laughs> The movie with Red. When Lupita was Red. Mom, can we watch the Lupita movie? Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. You're right. And you're we're right. happy about that. So if you're somebody who can stomach a horror movie and who doesn't mind having something in your head for a few days, then go see us. And if you're one of those people who Jordan Peele sent a pair of us scissors to during the marketing campaign. Oh, my God. Let us know if you're going to keep them in your house or get rid of them. If I had a pair of them gold-ass scissors, I would absolutely get rid of them or, like, put them in storage or get them out of my house. You would put them in storage. You would put them in a lockbox. You want to get rid of them. You're a novelty-ass person. I'm a novelty hoarder. Yes. You're right. You're right. So you would keep them. That's true. I would have them, but I would lose them. (laughs) (laughs) You'd lose them in my house. Yes. Fucking queens, fucking us in my house <laughs> under the couch. Bad random. Yeah, no. Yep, that's what would happen. Well, libations to that shit. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I think that black delight and black enjoyment is exciting. And I really am enjoying seeing black folks um, in new spaces. And something else I was thinking about, Jordan Peele, because other there are other black folks who we be rooting for who have had opportunities to do things before and uh-huh. when they got when they get the opportunity to do a thing they uh whitewash it like to appease i think mainstream stuff nobody like in particular or like okay. now but i i I'm could, say who no i could see this <laughs> happening i could see this happening for somebody like 10 years ago and be like oh jordan peele that guy from fucking Kim Peel is mainstream now and he's doing mainstream horror oh, or whatever. Okay. You know what I'm and saying? Like, like, I like the fact that he's using his space to cast black folks. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he could have easily done that with a whole ass white family yeah, and just basically. made everybody around him people of color and we still would have went and watched that shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We still yeah. would have enjoyed it but it's dope that he is using his platform to cast black actors and in roles that aren't necessarily like black. Like that family didn't have to be black. Yeah. They could have did all that same shit With and any, been any white folks. Right, exactly. Yeah. Been white folks or any other race. So it's just dope that he is using his platform to like, you know, uplift black people. All right. So can you tell the people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and J podcast? Yes. So we ask for donations so we can help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast and keep the lights on for this here podcast. Flashing lights. Huh? Okay. Um, (laughs) So how you donate to our podcast is by going to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Scroll down on our homepage and there's where we have two options for you. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can come however many times you want and drop however much money you want in the collection plate. That is the first way. And the second way you could donate is by becoming a patron. For Patreon, we're only asking for $2 a month. $2! You can give more or less. That is to your discretion, but we're only asking for two because we like to give options. And those are the two ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay monetarily. The other way that you can donate is by sharing this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Subscribe. It means something. And rate. Please rate. We really, really appreciate that shit. 
when you rate and uh, leave a comment, like if you're on Apple Podcasts, like it really helps us within the algorithm. It helps people mm-hmm. to find and search us and like makes niggas know that we're important. Yes. Yeah, so all of the apps you can um, comment or rate on, rate us on, you can do that. Also, share us with a friend. Tag us in the post. Tell someone to write us about us. Um, all of that stuff. However you can get the word out on Tea with Queen and Jay, do that shit. And that also is a donation. So this week, we got donations. We have some PayPal donations from LaToya and Jessica. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And then we got mad new patrons this week. Yo, y'all lit up our Yes, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. This week's new patrons are Steph. Thank you so much. 242 Creative Network. Hit us up on the Patreon. Thank you. Also, Nick, Lindsay, Just Saying Podcast, Arlene, Jessica, the homie Kim Oliver of Triple Cripples. Be sure to follow Triple Cripples on Instagram and Twitter. And Juan and Ashley hit us up on the Patreon. Also, we got a note from Lucy, who is a longtime patron and lucy says hello queen and jay first i love and appreciate your work i've learned tons and laughed with y'all i didn't think i'd ever write y'all because i truly think it's time for people like me to be quiet and listen but here i am i think that that means that lucy is a white man yeah so i'm there was a white person Mm -hmm. so just taking the moment to say that this podcast means tons to me so thank you both for being your authentic selves second a tiger in your tank quote so yeah last week I um, referenced something that an older person said to me and a thousand years ago. And I was confused ago. as yeah, hell. Yeah, this guy said that his ex-wife took the tiger out of his tank or they divorced. And the I was like, took the tiger out of the his fuck? tank. Right. And I never knew what that what meant, the fuck? which is why it stuck in my head. The fuck? Um, <laughs> but, but, okay, right. So Lucy offers an explanation. So, quote, a tiger in your tank. Hey, my old lady knowledge is finally helpful. So Esso used to be a giant gas station chain across the USA. Their mascot was a tiger and their slogan was put a tiger in your tank. I agree with Queen that tigers aren't meant to be in tanks and I'm not sure why that was a great advertising slogan, but my grandma liked it. So, okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for this, Lucy. Lucy also gave some big titty bra suggestions. So that I think was also what motivated Lucy's letter. So thank you so much. We appreciate you for reaching out and knowing when to be quiet and listen, yo. Thank you so much. Yes. And for being a Patreon. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. It's about that time of the year for Pot and Live NYC. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should we make that like an actual like commercial? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> All right. So Pot and Live, hashtag Pot and Live NYC is going down on May 11th. That is our annual a black podcast meetup this meetup is for all podcasters you don't have to be black anybody could show up but yeah. please know that we are black poc focused and if you are a podcaster if you are an aspiring podcaster if you're curious about podcasting if you are a listener to podcasts and you just want to come and hang out with us and the whole bad bitch brigade will be there if you want to come through and say what's up to them we have other podcasters yep. that are going to be joining us we'll that day soon. yep that's right um just come and hang out it really is just an opportunity to come and hang out and say what's up you again as like a new podcaster or somebody within podcasting or curious about podcasting you can come and show up and ask anybody questions and shit it's just a comfortable chill out 
afternoon. So come through. We will be at Von Bar starting at 4 p.m. The RSVP link for that will be up soon. But right now we want you all to save the date. Same and that day. is for hashtag pod in live NYC. Once again, May 11th. And this is going to be our third annual celebration. Because so. it's that time of the year for pod in live NYC. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're doing, oh, yo. I like cheesy 80s. You do. You do. You do. Are you ready to get into the show? Let's get into the show. All right. So, Jay, Yo. what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking this uh, chai tea latte, cold, and uh, it's a new brand that we're trying today. Yeah. It's not as good as the one we usually it's use. It's not. So, there's that. I'm drinking that same thing. Mm-hmm. No need to ask. Okay. And it really just tastes like I'm drinking a really cold glass of almond milk. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which I'm okay with. That's funny. I usually but drink what it tastes my like. almond milk be unsweetened so I can taste the difference. So just so you know. It's oh, I always buy vanilla um, scented. I'm scented. Vanilla with, with, is it sweetened or unsweetened? Yeah, sweetened. Oh, okay, yeah. so I get vanilla unsweetened. So you oh. are tasting chai because it is sweet. Oh, I'm going to taste, taste like almond milk. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> That's your fault. Can you tell us what your pronouns are? She and her, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I am affirming that I am a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. That's right. I'm affirming that all my relationships are healthy and will tend and will continue to grow stronger mm-hmm. and i also affirm that i will prioritize nourishing the things that also nourish me i like that those are my affirmations okay what are your affirmations jay i affirm as always that i am not a lady i affirm that i am enough i affirm that i am healthy i'm happy and i'm wealthy i affirm that my rent is paid for eternity okay so so you're always going to rent no, I will always have housing and shelter. Okay. So my rent will be paid for the eternity that I decide to be renting this okay. space. You got to be specific. You're with right. The you're right. You're right. You're right. But it's paid. Okay. Whatever it is. Whatever though. living dwelling. Yes. It's, it's paid. paid. And I, that's not something that I'll ever have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my bills are paid. I also affirm all expenses paid travel. Yeah. Okay. Because there's several places Even down that we're to trying a metro to go card. this year. Even down to a metro that's card. Right. All of the travel. That's right. You're fucking right. Yeah. And I affirm abundant, reliable income. I did the BOGO in my mind to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Abundant income, reliable income. I know that my che- next check is coming and it will be one of abundance. And I affirm and I'm looking forward to that shit, yo. Yep. I like those. All right. Really good cool. Speaking of not being a lady, last week we got a letter from a listener and we discussed uh, gender identity and they asked me a little bit about why I affirm that I'm not a lady. And they asked me a few questions, but they were also curious about how to navigate gender fluidity. And we, we answered the few questions that they asked us specifically and then referred them to some folks who we think have more of the range in terms of talking about being non-binary, which is not something that I identify as. Mm -hmm. So 
hopefully they were able to check out some of those resources. Yep. But also we got a letter that I think covers some of this. We got a letter. Yes. As always, if you want to send us T-mail, please send it to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And we will read it if we have time. So the letter says, Dear Queen and Jay, first off, I'm a new listener and I got to say that I absolutely love your pod and it has become a new favorite in my rotation. This pod is exactly what I've been needing to undo and check all those messed up notions I've absorbed over the years. And once I get my funds ironed out, you know, I'll be hitting up the Patreon to do my part and pay for all the amazing work that y'all do. Much love and thanks. Thank you so much. I wanted to respond to two things from your most recent episode. That was 198. Now I'm upset. And then I'm going to skip this part, but they give a bunch of dope suggestions for uh, Big Titty. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, They say they're a fellow Big Titty bitch. I want to add that every time they write first off, I want to rap Tupac. First off, fuck your bitch in that click you claim. Every time I see first off in this letter. I think you should lean into that. Yeah, but that's not what they're saying. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> i just want you to be free okay so thank you for the big city bra suggestions Bird. and then they go on to say second i want to pass along some info to the person that wrote in asking about gender i am a gender fluid person there are dozens of us dozens that's funny so i might be able to answer some of the questions they had I actually as somebody who is not gender fluid per se as just like an outsider observer mm-hmm. i think there are like a lot of folks especially like dozens dozens <laughs> but i think as society becomes less rigid in terms of our acceptance white supremacist patriarchal capitalist thank society, you yes this exists other absolutely yes. yes i just wanted to make that clear yeah, i know you right. know that as colonized society and as white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic society continues to be pushed out and challenged mm-hmm. i feel like there are more people coming out about being gender fluid. Yeah, and you then it helps when you have language for things. Absolutely. It helps Absolutely. a lot. Yep. Yeah. So back to the letter. So I might be able to answer some of the questions they had. As I understand it, if your gender changes over time, then you can ID as gender fluid no matter the genders you experience. So you don't need to ever experience being male in order to be gender fluid. Lucky you, because men are trash. (laughs) I personally flow through five distinct genders, but I also know some people only flow through two. So we're all different. But so long as you flow, you're good to go. They also mentioned that they sometimes feel like a woman and sometimes like nothing, which sounds like they might want to check out the term gender flux. Gender flux is a subcategory of gender fluid where instead of the gender, com- instead of the gender completely changing over time, example, male to female, it's just the intensity of that gender that changes kind of like a dimmer switch example, female to genderless. Lastly, I want to say that experiencing multiple genders is tough. The dysphoria is whack. It's hard as fuck to get people to respect you. And there are so few resources to help you out. But just know that you aren't alone and there is no gender police. So do whatever makes you feel comfortable and validated. I hope this helped. Olivia R. R. Thank you, Olivia. Yeah. And you schooled me on some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely appreciate that. I also was on the internets. And I don't remember how I came across this. So if somebody sent this to me, let me know. You know how you just be on the internet and like mad shit is happening. So I either found this on myself, found this myself or one of you sent it to me. And I just was too busy to recognize that. It sounds that. like you on the internet. It doesn't sound I like think that's what happened. Internet. I just want to make sure. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what happened though. But anyway, I was on the internet and I came across the hashtag, um, two hashtags. The first one, black and non-binary. Mm-hmm. So hashtag black and non-binary. It's more popular, I think, on Twitter than it is Instagram, but it has been used in both places. Uh-huh. And it's a shit ton of folks who identify as non-binary and they look all different types of ways. Like mm-hmm. some look to me again as a cis, straight black woman. They look some look very masculine some look very feminine it's people looking all different types of ways to identify as non-binary i guess maybe that's a poor boy choice but like there's fluidity in what you see also yeah yeah if it's a a poor word choice let me know Mm -hmm. but like there's a range like yes many different right people right which goes back to the original writer's question as to like you know can i can i be feminine and be gender fluid or can i Mm -hmm. you know it it from my it was all different type of people looking all different types of ways on that spectrum of quote-unquote masculine and quote-unquote feminine because who defines that but just based on like you know norms of what that shit is it was people looking all different types of ways and so i found that inspiring so please i would check out um hashtag black and non-binary i would also check out the hashtag non-binary isn't white it seems to include all poc folks Mm -hmm. who identify as non-binary and it was super dope again both of those hashtags seem to be more popular on twitter so i would check that out and then they're also used on instagram if you want to look at those as well but i thought i thought i think sometimes and we talked about we've talked about this a lot but also michaela angela davis coined the term image activism yeah and i think that instagram can be a good place or instagram and twitter social media period can be a good place for image activism in this case seeing what possibilities are seeing the different ways that you can be the different ways that you can look people who look like you doing something that maybe you thought you couldn't do or people who look like you affirming some shit that you already knew about yourself but like seeing it in somebody else can be really affirming so i thought that that was Mm -hmm. some dope hashtags it could be really affirming but it also i don't know the science specifics but like your brain generally can't make up things that visually never seen before mm-hmm. so like when you dream you know how sometimes you dream and like let's say you visualize let's say we, you know a man named robert mm-hmm. and you know he looks like robert but in your dream he's michael for some reason mm-hmm. it's because your brain is only gonna bring up visuals of things you've actually seen and experienced before it's not gonna make up another visual right. so sometimes it's important to see the visual to see things visually so that it like kind of manifests in your brain like these things exist. Cause like you can, you can read the word non-binary, but if you only see the word and not visually see the range of what it could be, then you, even though you know it exists, you still might not, not believe it exists cause you don't visually see these things cause your brain is not going to just make that up for you and shit like that. So I think it is important. Like the image activism thing, like you can know the language, but you still have to visually see the things existing yeah i feel um, you so also solange though she said she saw, she saw things that she imagined you know so like that started in her head and then she saw it no i'm sure she saw it somewhere first and then mm. she imagined that's how the brain works but okay interesting <laughs> okay queen out here shitting on imagination all right fuck imagination it ain't real there's no scientific basis for imagination Fuck your imagination. Imagination exists. Okay. You're saying you has to start somewhere. Oh, okay. That's why I, you can dream. The example I gave, and in your dream, 
that might be another person, but your brain is going to assign it a person you've seen before in your life mm-hmm. because it can't just make up a, a completely different thing that it's never visually experienced before is what I'm saying. Okay. So you can imagine that that Michael has different characteristics and everything, but it's going to look like that Robert. Mm-hmm. That's imagination. Your body is making up all the other stuff, but it's still going to look like that thing. So imagination, imagination does exist, but it has to like be based off of something. Like it doesn't just like mm. happen. Interesting. You should know that. You think everything's real anyway. <laughs> I do think that things are real. That's true, but it's not necessarily because I saw them. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean, I believe anything. I don't have to see it. <laughs> You can just tell me. I'll be like, oh, word? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Oh, word? <laughs> That's legit like my mood constantly. Oh, word? Oh, Good or bad? Oh, word? Oh, There's a word for it. I can't think of it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. You ready to get into news? That's not news? Yes, let's get into news. That's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So Jay, what is our news that is not news segment? News that's not news is when we highlight news or events happening around the world that are either not being covered in the mainstream or are being covered in the mainstream but are not being covered in a way that people like us would cover it or maybe they are not giving proper attention to the shit that we believe is important. So today's news that's not news stories is brought to us by NBC News. And of course, the link to the full article is in our show notes. So the headline is death of six men tied to Ferguson protest alarms activists. So two young men were found dead inside torch cars and then three others were died in a parent. And I'll, I'll say that with quote suicide. And another what another was collapsed on a bus and his death was ruled an overdose. So those are the six deaths that they're referring to any headline. In case you don't remember, I don't know what rock you're under living under mm-hmm. some people live under rocks they're comfortable did you know that the reason why what's his name Ooh. patrick was patrick so dumb because he lived under a rock <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah i did not yes. know that i knew he lived under a rock because he was a starfish yeah. right but i didn't know that that was a metaphor for yeah, like yeah i read it somewhere and i was like that makes and maybe someone made it up but it makes sense it does make sense right yeah um so if you live under a rock with patrick mm-hmm. of of spongebob if you don't know that because you live under a rock <laughs> then i guess okay but how did you find this pretty, podcast pretty meta but okay so in ferguson missouri in august 2014 there was an uprising after the death of after mike brown was murdered by darren wilson a police officer mike brown was unarmed and wilson said that he shot him in self-defense but we all you know know was bullshit mm-hmm. um and a grand jury declined to charge Wilson in November of 2014. So this is what brought up the uprisings, lots of protests in Ferguson. Black Lives Matter, which already existed, kind of came to the forefront. That language started came to the forefront when, you know, when all this was happening. Mm-hmm. It honestly kind of changed the trajectory, the, 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 what's this word? Trajectory. Of our, of our podcast, even. 
That's true. Yeah, it did. that's true. Had we started this park, we started this podcast before that happened, right? Mm-hmm. We did. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So these are the people who were who have died since who were very active in the Ferguson um, uprising. Um, the first one's name is DeAndre Joshua. His body was found inside of a burned car blocks from the protest. The 20 year old was shot in the head before the car was torched. Then another man, another young man, his name was Darren Seals. Um, he was shown on video comforting Brown's mother um, the same night. So this is when the this is when this is before the grand jury declined to charge Darren Wilson. These two um, particular deaths, no, not these two particular deaths. De- DeAndre's was soon after the sh- murder of Mike Brown, and then DeAndre's was two Darren. years. La- Darren's, thank you, was two years later. The 29-year-old's bullet-riddled body was found inside of a burning car in September of 2016. That is Darren Sills. The four other deaths, including three that were alleged suicides, were. Marshawn McCraw of Columbus, Ohio. He was said to have shot himself in February 2016 outside of the front door of the Ohio State House. Police said he had been active in Ferguson. Edward Crawford Jr., 27, fatally shot himself May 2017 after telling acquaintances he had been distraught over personal issues, police said. A photo of Crawford firing a tear gas canister back at police during the Ferguson protest was part of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch Pulitzer Prize winning coverage, and that's the well-known photo of the guy throwing the, the tear gas. Yeah, I think he also had, didn't he have on like an American flag yeah. on his face? As yeah, a mask? on his face as a mask. Okay, or was it a t-shirt? It was a... Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was a flag. On his face, a face yeah, mask. Yeah, as okay. a mask because they were throwing tear gas. And mm-hmm. I remember when, I remember a statement where he said he just picked it up and threw it because it was like, kids nearby mm-hmm. and it was like let's you know get this shit away like it's mm-hmm. kids over here um but the picture became like you know very well known and famous that's the other thing about a lot of these a lot of these are deaths of people who were captured by media yeah so like seen like there's this photograph or they're on video yes and so there's some there's some tangible evidence of them participating in and- protest yes mm-hmm. in october 24 year old Dwayne jones was found hanging from a tree in a yard of his north st louis county home his mother melissa mckinnon's was active in ferguson and posted on facebook after her son's death they lent my baby but the death was ruled a suicide and then the sixth death was basim masari a 31 year old palestinian american who frequently live streamed video of ferguson demonstrations was found unresponsive on a bus in November and couldn't be revived. Toxology results released in February show that he died of an overdose of fentanyl. It's just incredibly suspicious. And even if, because these are traumatic things, so maybe if people have experienced PTSD mm-hmm. and may have taken their lives, I would still say alleged because it's still connected to these uprisings right. and the distress that white supremacist patriarchal capitalism has mm-hmm. caused these people. And it is really suspicious. It is something that people should be looking at. And it's, these are like, Usually numbers like this is what like spur an epidemic or like there's yeah. a rise in this and there's no conversation about it in that way. It's just mm-hmm. as is even as even in this article it's like people are suspicious. Here's what's happening. And then that's kind of it. But not like there's a this is a problem. This right. these are correlating things. These are you know, like, there's no talk like that. It's just mm-hmm. like these sex these six deaths happen. People think people activists mm-hmm. think this is suspicious 
and here's the stuff that happened right it's also important to note like we know that like people die but there's like a lot of stuff like this there are too many coincidences happening here Mm -hmm. and these are all young people yes also i don't know if you all remember but after the fatal shooting of walter scott in south carolina gained attention last year in 2017 there was during one of those um south carolina protests Mm -hmm. there was i don't know if the white supremacists were there like having their own march Uh uh, or if their march was in direct counter response to the presence of black lives matter activists but um there's a video of these white supremacists uh marching around with confederate flags and this gentleman muhideen moye i believe his name was forgive me if i'm mispronouncing it but he jumps over a barrier to grab one of the confederate flags and like grabs a flag down there it's it, the video went viral, viral people yeah, have seen, seen it, it everywhere mm-hmm. um but that was back in 2017 he was that was in south carolina he was also he was murdered in new orleans he was shot in the thigh and um later died at the hospital from Police. being shot in the thigh yeah. yeah unless it was a certain like artery right they let him bleed out who knows it says police are invest well this is let me see this is the article from the time so i don't know it says officers responded at 1 30 a.m to a call about a man who was lying on the ground asking for help so it's possible that he bled out they let him bleed when they arrived they found him on his back bleeding so i guess i was gonna call it a good thing but it's not but his wikipedia lists his death as an assassination which i think is important Uh uh-huh but the public could change Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm glad that, you know, they did, though. Okay, so someone was arrested July of 2018 uh-huh. in relation to this. Somebody, I guess, hit up Crime Stoppers is what they're saying. They got a tip that aided them in positively identifying this man. Roosevelt Ingus, they say, is responsible, 26 years old, responsible in the homicide by shooting of Muhyiddin Moye, which occurred on February 6th of 2018. So someone was arrested in that, but it's still incredibly disturbing that this is another activist within the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. um, who was seen visibly protesting in media and now is dead yeah so as yeah as as, as, as though they are taught these people are being targeted right right because they are they were in places where they were hyper visual mm-hmm. you, you knew who these people were yep. um, which is unfortunate and i wanted to add like knowing these stories and knowing that there are people who are actually putting their life on the line and actually dying for black liberation yep. and you motherfuckers go around saying that R. Kelly or Bill Cosby is like the, them taking the black men down. And it's right. like there are actual black men mm-hmm. who are dying, who are dead, yeah. who are actually putting their lives on the line. And for you to like to equate those things or to act as, as act as if those men are targeted when they're actually predators versus like men who are actually putting their lives on the line is just like stupid. Like, mm-hmm. And I know that they're not directly making that correlation, but I am because I just want to let you know how dumb you sound. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there are actual people who are targeted and have lost their lives for black liberation. And like you think that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby are martyrs for shit. Like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like, you're stupid. Like, it's dumb. I just wanted to say that because it's fucking dumb. I think that's important. And I did want to mention that Erica Garner is also dead. And that was the daughter of Eric Garner. And she was very active and became an activist after her father's murder at the hands of police. Yeah. She died at the age of 27. She suffered from a heart attack. But I I just, I feel like it's just important to mention, even though we are talking about murders and and, um, activists being targeted and whatnot, it's important that we mention. It's still a life loss while a person is seeking black liberation. Right. Right. And we need to speak about these mm-hmm. things because mm-hmm. if if the men who were assumed to have committed suicide, the tragedy surrounding all of these things mm-hmm. drove them to suicide. Right. If Erica's Garner heart attack was driven by all of the stress surrounding her, her father's mm-hmm. passing, on top of that, um, the officers not being charged, right. on top of that, being an activist mm-hmm. and still fighting so that these incidents don't continue to happen to continue to happen that is still stress on his women's lives and it caused her to die like there Mm -hmm. are people who are actually dying for this stuff because they want us to be free and they shouldn't have to die to be free Mm -hmm. one and two we we should make sure that you know we acknowledge them and that's what we're doing on this show here but also not fucking make their lives or deaths be in vain right Comparing, not comparing, but like making other people seem to be martyrs of blackness. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not do that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, those are my thoughts. That just makes me angry. Yeah. When you talk about martyrs, like for blackness, it makes me think about two things. One thing is, I don't know if you all listen to the black guy who tips. We talk about them a lot here on T with Queen and Jay. Um, please check them out. But Rod always talks about how a lot of people... Mm-hmm. But I'll say black folks because that's who I engage with and that's who we engage with on social media, yeah. how they enjoy like a martyr. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They enjoy looking at someone who gave it all up for our liberation mm-hmm. or someone who um, lost their job for the cause or whatever. And when they don't sacrifice everything or when it sounds like people want they want to be paid or when it sounds like they want to like monique um, versus yes a, 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 a cape that was the set that right that was the second thing right mm-hmm. it's that oh that's not enough well if they were truly down for the cause then they would give it all up they would mm-hmm. give everything up and these are people who say this are often people not willing to give anything up yeah you know what i'm saying and so i just feel like in addition to supporting our activists and those who are um, actively fighting and putting their lives on the line for the liberation of black folks and for the dismantling of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. I think that it's also important that we acknowledge those who are working for our liberation and requesting pay, requesting to be paid, Mm -hmm. requesting pay equity, asking for niggas to hit their cash app and hit their PayPal and stuff like that. Like the image of somebody who is working for the benefit of the people, it doesn't have to be somebody who has sacrificed it all. And I think that we often, um, because so many black folks are culturally Christian, honestly, I think Mm -hmm. so many of us look at this model of like 
Jesus gave his life or yeah. Jesus gave it all or even yeah, do be doing that. yeah even the concept of the way that we look at the sacrifices that women are supposed to make you know what I'm saying like just give it all want yeah. nothing in return I was gonna say a lot of people view of what activism is is based on it's through the gaze of a white supremacy says it right. should be if you just think about that that people mm-hmm. think that that's what activism is and it's it's, it's not it's an, it's labor that right. deserves compensation right. but if you ask for compensation for your labor then you're sold you sold out or right. like all of this other yeah. shit and it's like that's not what it is so we have to stop looking at activism through the gaze of white supremacy white supremacist patriarchal capitalism because mm-hmm. it's not it's not productive we have to take care of the people who are activists as well and how mm-hmm. are you doing that if they are not being compensated if they are not given escapes from whatever the, the work that they're fucking doing like they should be right. you shouldn't have to give it all up because you want to be free yeah and i'm gonna use an example that's gonna make some people uncomfortable but as somebody who grew up in new york like al sharpton for example mm-hmm. people talked mad shit about al sharpton and that doesn't mean that he's not a problematic figure and that doesn't mean that he hasn't made some questionable choices or said mm-hmm. sideways shit or whatever but like Back in the day, like before this social media shit, when you needed a black person to be on site, when you needed somebody to like raise their voice, he would show up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He would be there. And I think that that image of like somebody who doesn't look like they're giving it up or sacrificing it all or whatever, I think because he didn't always, he didn't fit that. He didn't fit that sacrificial mm-hmm. lamb type shit. Yeah. It made mm-hmm. it easy for people, even black folks, to be like, nah, he's just he's just out here trying to be seen or trying to be this or trying to be that. Mm-hmm. When like there were times when if he wasn't there, nobody would be there. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't making media pay attention to something, nobody would be, would be paying attention to that thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that we do need to really think about the ways that in which we look at people who raise their voice and use their platforms to highlight the issues of black people to highlight the oppressed and the underserved and shit like that yeah. and just kind of rethink that and rethink the lens through which we look it through yeah you know? it's important yeah. it's important so thank you for that no news that's not news problem. are you ready to get into a funky fresh moment in black hair it's not so funky and fresh but yeah i know <laughs> So we know, unfortunately, black hair is political. We just be out here trying to wear our natural ass, dope ass black hair. We be trying to permit. We be trying to fucking wear it natural. We be trying to do all type of shit to our black hair, but mostly minding our fucking business. All the time. All the time. When does black hair bother people? Like, I mean, like. Bothers white people all the time. I mean, like, taps, you know, like, excuse me, excuse me. No, no. we be minding our business. No more And unfortunately, black hair is always politicized. So here on Tea with Queen and Jay, when we can, we make sure we highlight a moment in black hair. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's funky fresh. And sometimes it's just something to think about. Yes. So what do you have for us, Queen? So this moment in black hair, multiple black Hollywood actors are calling for hairstylists to understand their hair. This is via shadow um, and act.com. I did think it was interesting that they said hairstylists to understand their hair as if like our hair is like non-understandable. Right. I was like, hmm, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like that. But, you know, that's what the headline said. 
This is from their article. Their article, um, in a Teen Vogue article posted on March 8, model Olivia Anankwe discussed texture discrimination within the entertainment industry and a need for more hairstylists who know how to do natural hair. The article, written by Jessica Andrews, points out that the need for more black stylists who know how to do black hair. It also exposes how black stylists come equipped with knowing how to do various types of hair other than their own, while stylists of other races aren't required to do all kinds of hair. I never really thought about like actors and their hair. And like, I know like we always talk about like models having to bring their own foundation. Yeah. And stuff like that. I've never really thought about actors and their hairstyles. I know that I've watched shows where I'm like, what the fuck is up with this? <laughs> What is up with her hair? Right. What's going on with this? They ain't know how they, you know, mm-hmm. like I have thought of it in that way, but it was just like, yo. So then because of that article, lots of actors like retweeted and had comments to say. So I'm going to read some of their tweets. Something you say you haven't, you haven't thought about that, but you do notice when I notice somebody's when, hair is done well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it stands out because we're so not used to seeing different like black girl hairstyles on tv because they're often so limited to like just braids exactly. or you that's know why, just that's a why what you call it here is phenomenal on this is us beth beth the character beth yeah because uh-huh. her hair changes just as often yep. as black woman i know in my life and it's always looks good mm-hmm. it's never like what yep, <laughs> you yep, know what's yep. happening so um gabby sidibe tweeted she's she tweeted in response to this article if they don't have the budget to hire a black hairstylist for me or won't, I just get the director to agree that the character should have bop braids or Senegalese twists. Mm. So that's what um, Gabby Cinebay does. And then Lonnie, Lonnie Love, she tweeted that, Honey, I have brought my whole glam kit. Flat irons, pink lotion, shea butter, at times during a new set. I'm tired of looking gray with red lips. <laughs> she has but she has bad I didn't know black people still use pink lotion. Um, I can see Lonnie Love still <laughs> having the pink lotion Why, on deck. Why, Lonnie? Why are you still using pink lotion? We have come a long way. Remember when pink lotion and that green grease was like all the fuck we yep, had? Yeah, we got, we got, we got some shit. Nah, I feel like Lonnie Love still used the pink lotion. That's just you know, some people at a certain age, no matter what. I don't know how old Lonnie is, but people in general, it's like at a at a certain time period, you get off the highway and you stop like changing shit. Some people, you know, and you're like, well, this is what I use for my hair. <laughs> And Ooh, this is it. Okay. This is I don't, it. Okay. But honestly, if she had to do it herself all this time, like who, when, who's, who is she learning to like try other shit from and use other shit from? YouTube, like the rest of us bitches. I feel like she don't be on YouTube. All. <laughs> Have you watched that show? I don't. Watch Donnie it. Love, do not be on the social media. <laughs> All like that to get all stay up to date and that we're not using pink lotion no more. Oh god. Okay. I need her. Somebody tweet her, tell her to put that shit down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um Yvette Nicole Brown, she tweeted, most black actresses come to a new set with their hair done, me. Or bring their wigs and clippings and clippings with them. It's either that or take a chance that you will look crazy on screen. Many of us bring our own foundation. One too many times seeing no shade that matches. That matches. You you will learn, yeah. I guess. I don't I don't know how to do country stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to our southern conglomerate of Tea with Queenie J. Okay. I am bad with that. Mm-hmm. Then Yaya Abdul Mateen. Do you know who this is? That, uh, isn't that a man? Isn't that the guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. He played, he was on, what's that, what's that 
the boogie down. That's right. The break. The get down. The get down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the boogie down. No. <laughs> it was the Bronx. The boogie down Bronx. Anyway, yeah, he played like the pimp drug dealer guy. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. it's him. So um, he was also he was also in Aquaman. Okay. He played the villain yeah, in Aquaman. Right. They said that in the article. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. why I said him. Like you know who he is. And right. When yeah. you said the boogie down, he's I got also confused. in us. Oh, for real? Yeah, he plays. Um, yes! he plays her dad in he Us. He did. Mm-hmm. Oh, he plays a good piece of shit. Okay, so a hundred percent of black actor slash actresses I've spoken to on this topic face the same thing in the film and television. Hairstylists in our industry should have proper training and and be able to show proof. Too often they begin to figure it out the second we hit the chair, not okay. which is not okay. And then I'm gonna read. Gabrielle Union had one that I thought was cute. The pressure to just be happy they picked you and you got a job don't ask for the same things every other actor slash model gets on gp listen if you stay quiet you will have bald spots hair damage look nuns and they will still tell you oh you cute yeah like crazy so i didn't know the extent to which i'm not even that i didn't know because i'm not an actor but i never thought about the extent of when right. you have to go to work and still do more work well, you know, yep. um, as far as making sure you have the right makeup artist, making sure your hair can be done. Mm-hmm. And I like the point that um, they make saying that st- hairstylists that are not black don't have to know how to do black hair. Right. But if you're a black hairstylist, you have to know how to do everyone's black hair. Mm-hmm. So now you're putting more label on the hairstylists who are black. Like it's just more work for all of the black people, which is like. That's, yeah, that's that's the case. No, You have to be twice as good. In no matter what industry, because okay, you have the hairstylist, the black hairstylist who has to know how to do everybody's, everybody's hair. hair. Then when we talk about like the inequity of like our jobs and shit like that, you have black actors who are supposed to be able to show up to work like their white counterparts. They should be able to show up, yeah, get done, and then go work and act. But yes. you got people who have to think about bringing their own foundation. What if you have somebody who don't typically do their makeup? They gotta go find their own foundation, yeah. find their own makeup, have their own. And hair if you stuff. don't do this now you're fucking difficult now you're too much Mm -hmm. this is why they don't want to give you more money Mm -hmm. Monique you know not to say that this is her reasons but just because you're speaking for yourself and saying look this is what I require Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh she's difficult she's this she's that yeah. yeah, so they're doing all this extra labor when their white counterparts who are probably making more than them anyway. They yeah. just get to show, show up to up. set and focus on acting. Yeah, right. But black folks got to do all this extra behind the scenes work and shit. And that goes for black male actors as well mm-hmm. because they wear foundation and shit too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And to risk showing up ashy or in some color that's not their color, you know, it's just it's not fair. It's, it's not. fucking exhausting. We it just want to go to work and do the job and not have to do all this extra stuff to accommodate for the fact that we are brown it's Word. not fair it's not right i do want to mention tyler perry movies do not do black hair justice tyler perry <laughs> them wigs you put on black women are always horrible mm-hmm. i still remember that lace funds cornrows you put on shamar moore's head and, and diary of a mad black woman that mm-hmm. was insane okay but you need key. to get that together too tyler perry i know you're not doing any more Medea movies but you need to get that black shamar hair situation said, shamar together that, shamar moore said that was a turning point for his career putting that that putting lace that, front putting on that his raggedy head? lace front yeah they had it on the knob it turned away <laughs> That's where the turning point no, was. No, he said it. He said his career looked up after that because he was tired of being ca- typecast as like the dude on that soap opera. So because you had, st- he got mad roles. So because after that. you had horrible braids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shamar, 
That's what he said. Lean in, Jamar. That's what he said. Lean in. I'll be his light, his light skin representative. I need what's, you to stop. What's up, girl? Was that your that you that was his ugly role? Is that what he's trying to say? Because he had cornrows, <laughs> that was his ugly well, role. Because he had those that, that, No, because he had those janky cornrows. I yes. need him to stop. Stop being light skin. Keep <laughs> not that. That was some that somebody should have checked you on that. Because you had raggedy cornrows. Not not because he had because no. This was an episode of the Nod, and they were talking about. He acknowledged that it was a bad lace front, so it's not just that they were raggedy cornrows, but mm-hmm. he basically was saying that that bad lace front was a change in his career, changed the traje- trajectory of his career, and he has been a leading actor on whatever show the fuck that he's on now, whatever, and he's done a bunch of shit because he was because he was on in that Tyler Perry movie in that role so the Tyler Perry movie got I love him how you are not be, no I'm not buying this. this shit I'm not I need you to stop that's what you said I need you to stop that's what he said Shamar that's what he said Shamar don't act like we ain't see your bad dancing on Soul Train when you used to be the host I need you to stop oh I don't like to remember that like acting like we all know each other just cause you was on Criminal Minds you gonna act different now I don't like to remember Soul Train you know what let's go to the next segment I'm over this <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. Give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So So. how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, We definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm -hmm. We have two options there. Two! Two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. You choose. We Mm -hmm. give you a choice on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. You ready to pay black women? Yes. Yes, okay. I am. All right, let's do Way that. better than what we were doing. Give me your fucking money! Can you tell the people what pay our pay black women segment is? Yeah, so our pay black women segment is where we pay black and indigenous women. So it could be a business run by a black or indigenous woman. It could be an organization um, led by a black or indigenous woman, or just simply a black and indigenous woman that needs some paper. That's right. That is what this segment is about. So Jay, right, yes, who we paying today? So this week we are paying Unwrap.com, and that is spelled U N W R P. Right? So no A. You can find them on Instagram also without the A. That's just un 
WRP on Instagram. Okay. UNWRP. So this company sells like wrapping paper and fancy ass stationery. Yeah, they do. They have wallpaper and like mm-hmm. throw pillows too. Yes. Really cute. Super cute. Super Instagrammable, social mediaable shit. So if you have extra income to spend on fucking fancy ass wrapping paper, this is your place. White people who live in fancy places and like to have like fucking money to burn on the things that you burn your money get on. Some get some fancy ass wrapping they have paper ribbons, from they black have people. Gift tags. They have lots of the things. Yes. Brooklyn native and graphic designer Ashley L. Fuyole desired a desired a little more when searching for custom gift wrap bored with the market's offerings that simply allow customers to add a name and photo she took the millennial route to satisfaction and created what she was looking for something more unique something cooler and so unwrap is a boutique wrapping paper company delivering made to order wraps and they have like you said they have fucking what else did what did you say you said a bunch of shit wallpaper throw pillows ribbons um I keep saying pet. Um, gift tags. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of things yeah, going on. Yeah, they have there. all that shit. They have wrapping paper. They also have reusable wrapping paper. So if you um I think it's I think it's like cloth or fabric or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. Just, just blinking like, yeah. No. So it's reusable. So your your guest, your your the person you give <laughs> your guest. The, but so they open it and even I take you. Right? <laughs> I'll take that now. No, that's why you have to you have to be fabulous enough to give the gift and that's a part of the gift. Then you just tell them that they can reuse it. Okay. I like that. Because I picture so you much. Picture somebody taking it back. Yeah. Here, open it right here so I can get that wrapping paper back. No. Mm-hmm. That defeats the purpose of being this type of fancy Negro that uses fancy ass wrapping paper. You know, not only fans of Negroes use wrapping paper. I, wrap- I said fancy ass wrapping paper. I didn't say wrapping paper. Oh, it's, it's it's cute. It's not like fancy though. It's expensive. Oh, I didn't look at the price. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying this. It's to me, and when it comes to wrapping paper, especially as somebody who's not like doesn't wrap things so perfect like mm-hmm. i will waste some wrapping paper trying to wrap some shit oh okay now nah, i'm good at wrapping okay that's good but it's not it's not unattainable expensive but it's expensive in terms of like i usually run down to the store get something real quick and use it but it's also chances are i'm not getting something that's like mad cute you know what i'm saying yeah, so these prints are like mad cute and i think it's worth having some in your house mm-hmm. like and not having to run to the store last minute to get something to wrap your shit with. But let gotcha. me see. Let me tell you all what, what Janicia is calling expensive. So that I can put this in context. So sheets, I think, start like at 6 to $8. And sheets are 17 by 22 inches. And then you can get a six-foot roll. So you can get a six-foot roll for $36. So that's a wrapping... That's of like the regular disposable wrapping mm-hmm. paper or whatever. Would you call that expensive or would you call that? Yeah, for paper that I'm going to throw away. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. But the point is, the shit is adorable. It's fabulous. And you're paying a black woman. You're paying a fucking black woman. Mm-hmm. And you've wasted money on whacker shit. Okay. So yeah, this is cool. Have. It's fun. It's cute. If I knew that I was getting somebody like a really dope gift, mm-hmm. I would put it in some quality ass wrapping paper. If I was going to like somebody's fucking 30th birthday party and they were having like an all out like bang mashup or whatever, I would get some fancy ass wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it looks cute. It looks dope. I would love to have it. 
in my house. Okay. So check that out. So once again, that's unwrapped.com. U-N-W-R-P.com. Thank you. So Jay, you ready to get into the pit? Let's get into the motherfucking pit. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Can you tell? listeners what the pit is yes the pit is where we throw people places and things that are trying to ruin and shit on our black ass black joy so what is in the pit this week so i'll just give you some backstory okay as to my pit so i was up late one night on the twitters and i noticed that the great round twitter had tweeted saying that we have black muslims on the panel so that made me be nosy Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know or who is new to this podcast or the world, The Grapevine is a panel show that comes on YouTube featuring black millennials. We are occasionally on that show as panelists talking our shit and Mm -hmm. doing the things that we do. You can check out The Grapevine on YouTube. We were actually on their most recent episode talking about monique versus the industry and it turned into a larger conversation of the ways in which black women are treated within the industry and how different people protest and shit like that so check us out so i noticed that and the account basically was like we we have black muslim on a panel and they added certain two um they added aisha and they added rakiatu thank you Mm -hmm. And then I was being nosy. I was like reading. I started reading what the argument was about. Not the argument, what the discussion was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I retweeted and was like, and I'm also Muslim too, da, 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 and I'm black. Um, because I know that there's always a lot of black Muslim erasure. And then from the conversation, there is a lot of Muslim woman erasure when you don't cover your head. So I know that she had to point out besides... Rakiatu. She had to point out Aisha, and I had to say I was Muslim because since her and I don't cover our head, then visibly we must not be Muslim. Right. And I've experienced that a lot because I've never covered my head. My, I covered my head when I went to like Juma, to the mosque and stuff like that, but my mother didn't make us cover our head on a day-to-day basis. So that's what made me like kind of like jump more so in a conversation because right. it's like you're saying that I don't exist because I don't cover my head. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Your, your mom didn't make you cover your head and you also didn't choose when you became an adult, you didn't choose to yeah, cover exactly. your head. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Which is, you know, you have a right to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't live in a, in a space where it's mandated that I have to cover my head. I live in, a, you know, I live in the States. I don't live in a place where I have to, you know, wear my head. So I made a choice to not wear it. So that's what made me kind of jump into the conversation with mm-hmm. this random person on Twitter. Right. But then as he was talking, all of this other kind of dumb erasure shit started falling out of this black Muslim, it was a black woman Muslim, that's how they presented themselves on Twitter, just started falling out. And it brought all of these feelings that I've had all of my life that I don't really talk about because I don't really, I don't have any Muslim friends currently. Mm -hmm. I did in my childhood, but currently I don't. So I don't really get to have these conversations like that. So I'm talking to this woman and it basically came down to, are you black first or are you Muslim first? And it's like what are you talking about? My black issues are my Muslim issues are my woman issues are my queer issues. Like, what are you saying? All of those things correlate. Like one doesn't 
jump over the other. Right. And I think for them, because I'm not a woman who wears a hijabi or a kuma or whatever, that I'm. she feels like I'm visibly making a choice. And I'm mm. like, nah, I'm not. That you're making a choice not to walk as Muslim or that you're making a choice to pass as yeah. somebody who's yeah. not Muslim. And it's like... As a quote-unquote regular black. Yeah, exactly. Right? When it's like, that's not even the case when... Is there a privilege in me not wearing that? Yes, there is. But there's also erasure and discrimination in that, too. Because when I am in Muslim spaces and I say I'm Muslim, now you treat me different. It's like, oh, okay, I was going to treat you like that. Of a, I was going to treat you like, like a that. regular black before. But, but now that I know you're Muslim, it's like, oh, you know, I get that a lot. Or there are times when because I don't cover my hair, they want to test how Muslim I am. They want to... Since I'm a black American Muslim, especially since I'm a black American Muslim who came up in a nation of Islam, it's like, how real of a Muslim are you? It's always like these weird Muslim tests that happen. And I felt that, not even felt, this person was kind of doing those weird Muslim tests. And I was like, I'm not going to see how many Arabic words I know versus how much you know. I speak fucking English, bitch. Like, this is not what the fuck we're going to do. So I usually don't go back and forth with people on Twitter, but... I just had to in this moment because it was just all of this stuff that I felt for a really long time when it comes to being a black Muslim and existing the way that I exist and always being questioned and always not feeling like I fit. So like even when I was an adult and I didn't go to the Nation of Islam mosque and we would go to like um, Sunni Muslim moms just so we could do prayer so we could pray amongst other people because we look different. It was always like them over there like i don't understand if you are a true muslim and if you really believe in islam especially if you're a black muslim because we always went to mosques where there were other black muslims we never went to mosques where we did go to a middle eastern mosque when i was a kid one time and we didn't like it because the way they had the woman was like gross (laughs) but um usually would go where there are other black muslims but to still have this kind of hierarchy on like what kind of muslim you were especially if you come from the nation of islam Mm -hmm. especially because you're american and i sound like quote-unquote an american person not like i'm from an african country or anything like that the discrimination that i would get and then to have other muslims tell me that that there's a privilege in me not covering my head as if mm-hmm. that privilege just leaves me exempt from like all of the things right. is crazy and ridiculous and it's like stop doing that shit like stop erasing the pieces of me because I don't look like what you think I'm supposed to look like, you know? So that was like really like kind of got me on edge. Do you think that there's privilege in not covering your head? I think the privilege is that there is safety because I'm not outwardly identifiable as a Muslim person. But because of that, in quotation, stealthness, I do hear a lot of shit about Muslim people that probably would not be said in a space if I had on a hijab. Right, so you feel like in certain instances you're in closer proximity to words of hatred that you would not observe or experience if you were to some people, quote-unquote, had visible markers of Of, your Muslimness. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it's like what makes me upset, especially because this was a woman, a lot of the... I feel like a lot of the violence or a lot of the hatred, a lot of it, it happens to Muslim men too, but a lot of it happens to Muslim women because usually our garb is more identifiable as being Muslim. So 
to kind of like fault the women who kind of maybe choose not to wear it for whatever reason is just like it's just messed up you know I just see it as really really messed up so that kind of irked me then another thing that irked me was and it wasn't just actually it was a lot of this conversation that irked me so another piece that irked me was this like black muslim erasure Mm -hmm. so the woman I was talking to for her the black first, a Muslim thing first. I'm like, I can't pick that shit. Right. My Islam is so attached to black liberation that there's no separating that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's impossible. So, like, for you to think that that could even exist right. is foolish. And then it made me go further to think about um, black erasure when it comes to other black Americans that are not Muslim. And it's like, there's a lot, a lot of our black power stuff comes from things rooted in the nation of islam like right. no matter how much you try to act like the nation of islam has not done something for you mm-hmm. it has yeah. so it irks me that continuously people kind of erase that piece of black islam in america like mm-hmm. that is how a lot of people know of islam in the first place in america's right. is through the nation of islam mm-hmm. so to experience like the Nation of Islam erasure, then erasure of being a black um, American, like just all of these layers of erasure. And then to have this other black Muslim woman tell me to pick black or Islam first was just like, bitch, fuck you. Like, I can't. And I'm not. And like, that's a dumb question for you to ask a black Muslim person. So she goes in the pit and she can't have no bean pie for the rest of her life. <laughs> that's funny. While she resides in that pit. Cause like, what the fuck? It was just like, I was up for like, I didn't realize it until like in the morning. I was like, you was mad (laughs) and you couldn't sleep. But it was just like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, bitch, shut up. It's something as like your friend who has like seen this is something that it happens to you. Like that type of erasure often happens to you from within. Mm -hmm. Like you'll meet another Muslim who will treat you like an outsider mm-hmm. because of how they perceive you at first or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that being perhaps more hurtful than maybe to you. I don't, I don't, it is hurtful. Not to me. more, not, no, I know it's hurtful to you, but okay. I don't want to say more hurtful because I don't want to play this game of like struggle Olympic shit gotcha. or whatever. But I can mm-hmm. imagine you feeling a type of hurt that a lot of other people perhaps don't feel because their their Muslimness is read differently yeah. or more acceptable mm-hmm. within and amongst other Muslims. Yeah. You know what yep, I'm saying? Totally, totally. It's like that that feeling of hurt when which you're feeling double with just like another black person, somebody who someone who you think you're supposed to feel safe with. Yeah. And who's supposed to connect with you, mm-hmm. isolate you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's that or then it's like anytime something happens in an Islamic world and I see black people say that's not our problem and I'm like, Do you know how many black Muslims are in yeah. a fucking world? Like the Muslim ban affects Black people, like, you know, like, so it's, it's just always a lot of these instances where people just do not, people are just stupid. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, it's just like so much that, and I don't, I'm so used to it that I don't really think about it. And I don't think about how much it affects me until mm-hmm. that night when all of it kind of just was like floodgates for me. Yeah. Cause that was also, that was after the New Zealand um, thing and seeing people, of course, 
giving well wishes to whatever, but I'm like, we still live in this country with a Muslim ban that y'all have forgot mm-hmm. about. And I'm talking about black people. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about everyone that y'all have forgot about because you do not, you do not think of black when you think of Muslim. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because your favorite fucking person is a black man named Malcolm X who was a fucking Muslim in the nation mm-hmm. of Islam that you, for some reason, always want to detach. You only right. use him for when you want him to use him. And then when it comes to all of him, then it's like, you forget all of that other mm-hmm. shit, you know? So it's just like, uh, just right. it just him, really really and makes then me angry. Favorite Muhammad Ali as well. Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just like get your shit together and stop with the black Muslim erasure. Stop with the black Muslim woman erasure. If she doesn't cover her head, like all of that shit is not. I'm still a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, period. You know. So that is my pit. Right. That bitch goes in the pit. And like I said, she can get no bean pie. No bean pie. I think I was stalking you during this. What was her Abby? She didn't have her head covered in her Abby, did she? No, she used to be a hijabi, and now she's not. She grew up covering her head, Uh, and then she later stopped covering her head. And she's like, my experience was different each time. And I was like, I've covered my head before. mm -hmm. So what do you, like, I didn't live that, but I've covered my head. I've been called a black bitch with my head covered. Mm -hmm. As a Muslim person, still right. call me a black bitch. So what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. She was bugging. Then I realized, wait, this is why I don't argue with people on Twitter. What am I doing? And yeah. Then, then I was like, slum. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good way to end things. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they go in the pit. They go in the pit, yo. All right, I co-signed that. Thank you for that. I think we did a motherfucking show. We did. That's right, that's right. Be sure that however you are listening to this podcast, yep. you have subscribed, yep. you have followed, you have become a part of the Tea with Queen and Jay family. That's Make right. this shit permanent. Be a tea friend. Put a ring on it. <laughs> I, I, want, I want nothing to do with that whole, that last statement. That's not, no. Put a ring on it. No, just follow us on, Because if you like it, no, then none of that. Put a, no, uh, 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 I don't want any of that. Not even the leotard in the video. Yeah, I want that, but okay. the message, the messaging of that like ring shit, claim shit, I don't want any of that. Stop shoulder dancing. Stop it. It Stop works it. for podcasting. Don't do it. I don't want it. <laughs> Doesn't it. work for marriage. It works for podcasting. Oh, okay, all right, but anyway, yeah, just follow, subscribe, like, so that people know that you fuck with Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. It's important that if you listen, you subscribe to us and tell them where they can follow us on the social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram and that is at Tea with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for Tea with Queen and Jay. Send us T-mail at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. You can send us donations by going to our website, twithqueenandjay.com and those donation links are also in our show notes if you just want to click there. Um, what else is there? If you want to book us to speak at your school, organization, or whatever about being a black womanist race nerd, how you can be a black woman race nerd, how you can stop being a fuck ass, racist ass, mm-hmm. white supremacist ass, yep. patriarchal ass, yep. capitalist ass motherfucker, yep. book a bitch. That's right. We talk about all kind of shit. Anything you've heard us discuss on this podcast, we can talk about it in front of fucking students or randoms or anybody. Right? Yes. We are cultural critics. We cover all types of shit. We are black women. We are New Yorkers. We are all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are forcey having people. Just True. Want, just wanted to say that. Yeah, yo. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hashtags. Pod and Live NYC, May 11th. Do not forget. Save the date. 
more information to come, right? Yeah. That's a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Pod and Love NYC. It is. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag pod. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag pod in. Hashtag black and non-binary. Hashtag non-binary isn't white. Hashtag. Black dis- lives matter. Hashtag disability too white. Hashtag. Stop, stop killing trans women. Hashtag say her name. Oh, you okay, sis? Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. Mm-hmm. Hashtag film this. Hashtag. And the whole uprising. That's right. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag sexually liberated woman. Mm-hmm. Hashtag us. <laughs> no. Hashtag us movie. Just a little bit, though. Not a lot. Only this time, maybe. Hashtag Black Panther so lit. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah. That's All it. right. That's cool. we see y'all next week. This show was oh. created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. With editorial support by a black girl named Sam Riddell. Ew. Peace out. There's a family in our driveway. Probably the neighbors. Put your shoes on. Can I help you? Sam, this is some scurvy shit. Oh, I am scared.